This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You'll be hearing this April 1st will be Monday. We're recording this on Sunday, uh, March 31st, 2019. You're back with your boys, Jonathan and Will Robles. Yep. Hashtag playoff push. Let's go. So that's really what everything that we're going to be talking about today is kind of leading up to. Nice Sunday afternoon here. Will's mom actually just brought me over a, a nice Cuban sandwich. He would like to point out that he is Puerto Rican, that he's not Cuban. Yeah, we're, we're Puerto Rican, not Cuban. So yeah. no offense to the just, Cubans out there. He just wants to just got to let people know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Myself, I'm. I like to consider myself Puerto Rican by association. Will has been my best friend for almost 20 years. My wife yeah. is Puerto Rican. My baby is Puerto Rican. So I'm a big fan of the, the Puerto Rican food. <laughs> so I I just like to refer to myself as Puerto Rican by association. So, But Cubans are pretty good. The sandwich? <laughs> the sandwich. The we sandwich. like Cuban people we, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's specify right. that. But yeah, most of you guys don't know. Uh, Will and I have been friends for like 19 years now. Yeah, since first grade. Yeah, since first grade. We met in a a program called place for whoever, you know, people out there that aren't familiar with place. It's just basically before and after school yeah, program before and after school program in elementary school. And then I was a big baseball player actually back in the day. And then Will got me into to basketball, like fifth, sixth grade. And yeah, somewhere and we played, uh, you know, middle school basketball together. And then Salvation Army, Salvation I think. Army basketball together, Florida fast break. Any, any of you Florida people, West Pasco people out there remember Florida fast break. We played Florida fast break basketball, and then um, that's basically where our basketball careers yeah, ended. And just hooping outside the house yeah, every day in, in high school with the um, neighborhood kids. Unfortunately, my my grades weren't all that great to play high school basketball. But I mean, you were on the team though. I was on the you team just, for a little bit, but yeah. got cut halfway through my freshman <laughs> JV season. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get into this Orlando Magic. So, um, Will, I talked to you a little bit about this uh before we started but yeah i'm gonna go on a little mini rant here this is this is gonna be my first on air rant here so, we go guys here we go so magic fans oh the one thing that we did before we get into this let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> before we get into this let's talk about our our meetup that we had um at buffalo wild wings on tuesday oh that was awesome so a couple weeks ago i just kind of got the idea is that i know there are magic fans in the tampa bay area there may not be many of them but, you know, we, we wanted to, you know, reach out and, and see who's out there, see if we could get together because it's it's hard to get to, you know, Orlando to go to some of these watch parties oh, yeah. and things like that. So with Tuesday, all of the weight of that game, as big as that game was going to be, uh, I thought it was a pretty good opportunity to get some Magic fans together. and Yeah, so we played Miami. So we played, yeah, we so we played Miami. They had the Chris Bosh, you know, retirement. We're, we'll talk more about the game in a minute, but... Just thanks for everybody that that came out. You know, we posted on Reddit, and on Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook, and things like that. I really wasn't sure what to expect, but I think we had about seven of, of our own friends and family that that came with us, seven or eight. Yeah. And then we had like seven complete strangers, you know, to show up. So, shout out to to Nate. Shout out to Paul and that other group that showed up. I just I don't remember their names, unfortunately. But thanks for everybody that came out. It was a heck yeah, of a it time. Really, it was really a lot of fun. For me, that was like the the next best thing being at the Amway Center, all especially yeah. during that second half when we, you know, got back into that game yeah. and that place was live, you know, yeah, all the I, Magic fans there. So I came in a little late because I had to, you know, I was coming out of work and stuff and, you know, I walked through the doors and the lady goes, 
are you with the magic group? They're in the back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> cool, cool. So, yeah, just thanks, everybody, that came out. We're definitely going to try to do that again. Uh, if we make the playoffs, we'll definitely set it up during the playoffs. But if all of this season goes to crap and, unfortunately, we don't make the playoffs, we'll definitely start doing that up next season. Maybe not all the time, but at least a couple times a year just to get everybody together. And yeah, hopefully and that group will eventually grow and get a little bit bigger. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, meet new people, meet different Magic fans. So it was really cool. Exactly. Okay, so now let's get into this. So especially, and once again, I know at the beginning of these episodes, sometimes we reference things that we're going to go on you know, about a little bit later in the, the episode. But this is in reference. Mainly this started for me was that... Was that Thursday night that we played the Pistons? Yeah, that was Thursday night. Yeah. So during you know that game, obviously we were getting our butts kicked. We're getting blown out. Vooch, in particular, this is probably one of his worst games of the entire season. Yeah. As far as the standard that we've gotten accustomed to with Vooch and the way that he's been playing this year, this was one of the worst games that he's played all year. So all over um, Magic Twitter, I'm seeing this guy sucks. I can't wait till we get rid of this guy this summer, yada, yada, yada. So this this rant that I'm going to go on is basically, I had a conversation with a, with a gentleman yesterday on Twitter from the Six Man Show account. Anybody wants to go back and read it, you can kind of go into the, the whole conversation there. But he wasn't vulgar or anything like that, like yeah. a lot of the Magic fans are. We had a good conversation, and I made sure that he's okay with me referencing that on today's show. So the reason that I'm referencing the conversation that him and I had is because what he says is you know, the vast majority of people that have this opinion on Vooch, these are basically the points that he says. So the first thing that he said was the only reason that he's still on the team is because nobody else wanted him the last five years. Okay. <laughs> fair. That might be fair. Okay. But the guy is playing like an all-star this year. This is his first all-star season, okay? Last year, when we had Alfred Payton's expiring contract, yeah. they kind of decided what they were going to do with that. They decided to trade Alfred Payton. The only thing that they could get for him was a second-round pick you know, from the Phoenix Suns. So they decided, you know what? We're not going to re-sign this guy. Mm-hmm. So we need to get something <laughs> for him better than nothing. Yeah, If you're one of those people out there that thinks that the Magic didn't get any offers on Vooch, that they couldn't they couldn't give this guy away, you're, cr- you're crazy. He's playing like an all-star, 20 points, 12 rebounds, shooting higher than the league average from three. As far as centers go, I, I looked up his individual defensive rating. He's in the top 10 yeah. of centers for, you know, individual um, defensive rating. So he's, he's playing great, you know, all around this year. Yeah. So basically what John and Jeff has said that is that, and they haven't come out and said this, but their actions is what I'm referring to, is that they haven't traded this guy because they haven't gotten something that they feel that either you know, adequately addresses his value or something that they don't feel that would be a, a good move for our team. You can't tell me that they wouldn't be able to get anything for this guy yeah. if they traded him. So that, to me, the first point there, to me, that that's just complete nonsense. The second point he said... Um, he'll, he would never be the leader of a top team in the league. Okay, the Magic are the eighth seed. We're not setting the world on fire. We know that more than likely we're not competing for the Eastern Conference or you know for the finals, right? Yeah. And I agree with that. I'm not saying that Vooch is the answer for us to win a championship or be this top contender, okay? I think anybody that thinks that w- would sadly be mistaken. He's a good player, but he's probably not ever going to be the best player on a contender yeah what i'm saying is that people that just want to that they can't stand him and they can't stand his style of play or whatever so much is that they would rather give this guy up 
and just let him walk for absolutely nothing. What what good is that going to do? That's not going to do any magic. <clears throat> One, you're letting an all star asset walk for free. You get nothing for him. Yeah. Okay. Two, what's that going to look like? We we're all this week, especially talking about how excited we are that ESPN is talking about us and they're talking about us on the jump and 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 this that and the third. Yeah, you know why? Because it feels good when people talk good about your team when everybody's been ragging on us yep. the last seven years. Does anybody else want that? I sure don't. You know what I mean? So it feels good that people are now talking about our team. So if we just let Vooch go, I mean, what is the public perception going to look like? Not not even to mention free agents from the outside. Yeah, and that's just going to be another all-star that we just let, Thank you. let go away that, or traded or another, whatever. That's another one of my points. Right. How many How many of these – and that was, that was the tweet that I sent out that kind of started all of this was like – I was surprised at how many people want to give up an all-star for absolutely nothing. And then our fans wonder why we can't keep any of our good players. Yeah, and then you look and, you know, we trade away players like Vic and Tobias. And Tobias could have been an all-star this season. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Vic's been an all-star past two seasons. Exactly. So. The third point, he said, uh, you are ignoring his underwhelming performance in years past and how much <laughs> he stunts our def- our growth defensively. Uh, our pace and our style of play and frankly the entire team's potential now if, the, if, if this guy is listening I'm getting animated right now just because not at you but just because I know how many people fe- like feel this way so uh, you know I apologize if I come off you know sounding sounding kind of you know upset or a jerk because, but I am okay let me address the first part of that so defensively so we since the the since January 31st in almost every measurable statistical category, you know, traditional or advanced metric, the Magic are one of, if not the best teams in the entire NBA defensively. Yeah. With Vooch as our starting center playing 30 plus minutes a game. Yep. Okay. So the fact to say that he's stopping us defensively, sure, if we had, you know, an Anthony Davis or a Rudy Gobert, could we be a little bit be better defensively? Absolutely. But what we've got is to me good enough defensively defensively yeah. since so that's since january 31st <clears throat> since the beginning of the year as far as our defensive rating goes we're still seventh in the league that's top 10 of the entire league you you give me any center and you tell me that we're going to be seventh in the league defensively i'm not going to complain about that guy's defense yeah because he's playing well enough team defense Maybe he's not a, a rim protector or whatever the case may be, but I know that that guy's fighting and, and that he's doing a decent job with switching and um, you know stunting on pick and rolls and things like that. That Vooch has made gigantic strides in yeah, this year. His you know with Vooch we might sacrifice a little bit on the defensive side, but he brings so much offensively. It makes up you know for whatever he might lack defensively. He's so good offensively, it's it's ridiculous. So the next part of this pace. So one of the misconceptions I think right now with um, like the motion offenses, when you look at Milwaukee and you look at you know Golden State and teams that are shooting all these threes, yeah. is that pace is indicative of your team success. That's not necessarily true. You look at the Houston Rockets. I mean, yes. James Harden might not be the most fun guy to play with. Yes, he's going to dribble the air out of the ball. But the Houston Rockets are 28th right now in pace in the entire league. Yeah. They're still doing pretty good, I think. Yeah, that's a D'Antoni system, but yeah, they're they're good. Yeah. So pace really isn't a reason to 
to get rid of this guy because just because you play a slower pace of basketball doesn't mean that you're not going to win games. So style of play, to me, that, that kind of has to do with your pace. And then, frankly, the entire team's potential. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that with five games left, we were going to be 38 and 39, a half game out of the playoffs, we well exceeded what I thought this team's potential was going to be this year. Oh, for sure. You and I had arguments back in November and December that I just felt like this roster just wasn't good enough to win consistently. Obviously, I was wrong. I'm glad that I was wrong. But that just goes to show you that He's, he's not hampering our team's potential that much. Re- the only person that I think you could argue that he's hampering their potential right now would be Mo Bamba. One, Mo Bamba's hurt. He's not playing regardless. Second, him getting hurt was kind of a blessing in disguise. Maybe for him, he's able to get on his strength and conditioning schedule, put on some muscle, come back ready for next year. Yeah. And then, I mean, are we sure right now that Ken Birch isn't better than Mo Bamba as, as we are right t- today if Mo was healthy? Because... The success that we've had recently almost directly coincides with the time that Mo Bamba got injured. Yeah. Since Ken Birch has been in that yeah. backup role, we've been rolling lately. I'm not saying that Ken Birch is the answer or that Mo Bamba was the problem or anything like that. I think it's a lot of things and a lot of things just clicking. Jonathan Isaac's been playing great as well, but yep. I don't think that he's really hampering the team's potential that much. So the the last point here, basically saying that the way that the team is constructed all the way until now has been the total opposite of the length, defensive-mindedness, and the fast place of style that that John and Jeff you know want you know want to play. So the the last thing that I'm going to say about this is just that should we maybe have traded Vooch at the deadline for for more assets and more potential and, and things like that? Maybe, but we didn't, and we have to move forward in the manner that is not going to be detriment, detrimental to the team. Yeah, so. Can we go out and pay Vooch, you know, like four years, 90, 95 million dollars? I think that's a terrible idea to do that. But people that are saying that if we can keep Vooch for a reasonable price to where his contract will be tradable in the future and not handicap the team's long term flexibility, if you think if we're able to do all of that, I, I don't understand how you think it's a better idea to just let the guy walk for nothing. Yeah. You know, Mo still has to develop. If Mo comes in and wins wins the job from Vooch, then so be it. We have two great centers on our team. We yeah. have an all-star center and then a guy that obviously is going to be better than that. So what have we got to be upset about? The things that we really should be worried about, and, and I didn't even realize this until I was looking at all the salary cap breakdown and stuff like that. So right now, so after next year, um, Mozgov's, I think it's $16 million comes off of the books. I was thinking that Evans' $17 million was going to come off the books. What was Rob Hennigan thinking giving Evan Fournier? <laughs> one, I understand that that summer everybody got overpaid. Bismack Biombo got overpaid. Mozgov got overpaid. The whole league got the overpaid. The whole league got overpaid. A whole bunch of guys, Evan yeah. included. <laughs> but why would you turn around and give him a fifth-year option? Fifth-year player option. Evan Fournier, I don't remember what he was making at that time. I'm going to guess it's probably like seven or eight million dollars. Yeah. So you're giving this guy a t- almost a ten million dollar pay increase. You're going to give him four years, but he had to have that fifth year option. I would have told him go get it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, if we didn't if we didn't have Evan's seventeen million on for the next two years after the season, I'd be feeling a lot better about the salary cap than I do. And some people are worried about us being able to re-sign Vooch and and then make you know other moves. You make all those other moves first, and then you own Vooch's bird rights. 
So you you sign him to his deal last because you can exceed the cap to do that. Yeah. What moves are we really looking to make? <clears throat> do we want to upgrade at the shooting guard position? Do we want to keep Terrence Ross? Probably, right? Do we need another point guard? I mean, we we have we've, we've know, got a we boatload, but we still we've still got DJ who has played great this year. So I'm fine with him being the starting point guard yeah, next I'm, year. I'm actually fine if we don't make any moves just because we have Mo, who next season is going to pretty much be his rookie season all over again. Mm-hmm. So we got to see what he's going to be able to do. And then we have Foltz. So after, you know, when he comes back, you know, hopefully he comes back the start of next season. So yeah. those are like two players that, you know, they're going to be integrated into the team again. And we haven't seen what, you know, that system with all them playing together would be like so so you're basically saying even if we do, do nothing we're still going to basically be adding to we're the gonna team. be adding players you know yeah so, i don't know if i necessarily agree with that but we'll talk about more yeah. that you know weeks from now when we get into free agency and everything like that so i went a little bit longer than i thought i was going to there so full disclaimer this this week's episode probably is going to be a little bit longer than normal okay anyways i said what i've had to said i've said my piece Anybody has an issue with that, more than welcome to come at us, discuss it with us. That's that's what we like about this show. This is by fans, for fans. This is by us. This is for you guys, for the fans. We want everybody to be engaged in the show. We love your feedback, whether it's good, whether it's bad. We, we, we want it all. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into the games here, Will. So first game of the week, what are we looking at? We're looking at the, the Philadelphia game. So the Magic beat Philadelphia 119-98. to so good for us in this game. Um, ben Simmons was out with a stomach virus. I saw um, one of my boys um, on Twitter for the mo- at the moment. I can't think of his handle, but his uh, his Twitter name was always um, Nikita Lutarov. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he's a pretty funny no, I kid. I don't think so. He he tweeted out he's like, "Good job, Orlando Eateries." So like the night before, kind of how you know they they um, think that Jordan was poisoned before the flu oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Maybe we poisoned Ben Simmons. I'm not an advocate for poisoning people, but, I mean, if it was by accident, I mean, it, obviously it did good by us to not have Ben Simmons in that game. But, anyways, Ben Simmons was not in this game. Yeah, and I want to say something real quick. Um, J.J. Redick had a pretty bad game, um, just eight points. His first three games this season, or the first three games this season against the Magic before going into this, you know, he hit – 18 threes out of 29 he was averaging 26 points versus the magic um and he was shooting 62 percent for three so you know coming into this game i was like oh man we have to stop jj from going off again um his his season average for three is 39 percent and he's he only averages like about 17 points a game so you know we pretty much shut him down just eight points one for seven, you know, at the three-point line. So that was good defensive. Um, we we played good defense against JJ. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this game, pretty close uh, heading, you know, out throughout that that first half. It was kind of back and forth. So the Magic used a thirty-five, uh, excuse me, a thirty-to-five run in the second half, where Philadelphia missed fifteen straight shots to really take over this game. Yeah, uh, we entered um, into the the fourth quarter. Uh, up 14 and then just really just kept it rolling the rest of the way once again magic 119 and 98 uh, over philadelphia the stories in this game for me 
three-point shooting. We went 11 of 29 for 37.9%. Philadelphia just six of 23 from three. You know, once again, I think JJ was, what, what one of seven from three in this game. So yeah. they just weren't really able to get it going the entire night. A lot of turnovers. I know that Philadelphia, they average a lot of turnovers, but 15 of their turnovers just to R7. So we took much better, you know, control of the ball. We won the rebounding battle 47 to 43, but what really stood out to me was the offensive rebounds. 13 for the Magic, just to six for uh, Philadelphia. So, uh, really great games from Vooch 28 points, 11 rebounds. And then we've, we've been talking about this, you know, between the two of us kind of all season. And then, especially the last couple of weeks, is that we've just been waiting for Evan Fournier to wake up. And lately, it really seems like he's been doing that. Yeah. Huge, huge second half out of Evan 24 points in this game. He shot 11 of 17 this night, 2 of 5 from 3. So it was just on fire that second half. Great game, uh, once again, out of Michael Carter-Williams. 15.6 rebounds. We signed him to another 10-day contract. You know, I really basically just expect the Magic to sign him for the rest of the year. But I think they said going into the playoffs, we're going to have to make a roster spot uh, available. I don't know if that means you know getting rid of the one of the like two-way guys like Emile Jefferson or... Yeah, uh, Melvin Frazier, or if that means like that. cutting Jaron Grant, I really don't know what that looks like um, at this point. But um, he's just he's just been awesome with this win. It capped off five in a row for the Magic, the first five and zero homestand in franchise history. That was insane. I, that's pretty impressive. I mean, when you think back to you know we've had two two teams go to the, the to NBA the, finals, yeah, to so the finals. This is the first time that, and this is just a team with only. 36 wins up to this point so uh for them to be the first team to ever you know have a 5-0 and homestand at franchise history that just kind of goes back to what we've been talking about with the the crowds at the amway they've just been stepping up oh yeah and they, they've been awesome so great win for the magic um this was the first night of a back-to-back so this as important as this game was we really felt like we had to win this game um the next night was you know at that point the biggest game that that the magic have had in yeah this miami game in seven years so uh, once again, just uh, you know, to touch briefly, this was the night that we had kind of like the Reddit Tampa Bay meetup at the Buffalo Wild Wings on uh, Tampa Road in Oldsmar. Once again, just thanks to everybody that came out. It was just a really, really fun night. Um, just made this game, you know, even that much better. So uh, really, the the big stories uh, coming into this game was that this was going to be the the night that the Heat retired Chris Bosh's jersey. So. Um, didn't really know how that was going to affect them if they were just going to be really, really hyped up um, yeah. or if, uh, you know, they were kind of, you know, drain all of their emotional energy, you know, at that halftime. So one thing to, that I saw on Twitter that kind of, you know, raised my ears up before this game was that the lead official in this game was Scott Foster. And so far this year, home teams that he had officiated coming into this game where like something like 64 or 68% of the time the home teams won. So obviously it's called, you know, home court advantage for a reason. So I'm yeah. sure if you look at just the overall stats, they're probably pretty close to that, but it was just kind of one of those things to keep your eye on in this <laughs> game. It just seems like lately that the, the heat are just getting all the calls down the stretches of these games, kind of like the NBA wants, you know, one last dance, dance for, for Wade, Wade yep. in the playoffs. And there are some questionable calls in this game, but the magic really didn't let that bother them just came out and um, handled their business and, and, and got the win here. So Magic 104 um, to 99 over the Heat. Magic were down by as much as 17 in this game in the second quarter, closed the gap down just nine at half. So really um, what seems to be the, the, the story in this game was like the extended halftime. It was just kind of weird. Kind of like yeah, it was so long. Yeah. 
so long. We're sitting in Buffalo Wild Wings like, man, why is this taking so long? And then we look up and realize it's Chris Bosch's uh, retirement ceremony. And I think it was slated to go something like 22 minutes and it ended up going like 30, 36 minutes or something like that. And what I didn't realize is, is that like Udonis Haslam and, and Dwayne Wade, Eric Spolstra, they were all on the court at this time. So while Steve Clifford and the Magic were back in the visiting locker room yeah. going over schemes and going over adjustments that they were going to you know, make in the second half, the Miami Heat's head coach is on the floor for, for most of this. So I don't, I don't really know. I mean, it seems like we've had a lot of things go in our favor lately with like injuries and stuff like that. So this kind of seemed like it did give us a little bit of an edge, but this time of year, you know, you'll just take it. Anywhere take whatever. You can yeah. Get take it. whatever you can get. You know? So this was the, the sixth straight win uh, for the magic. And that this gave us the, the tiebreaker over the Miami heat in the case that we both have the same record come the last day of the season you know, if we if we finish with the same record as the Heat, we will by default jump over them. Whether that means us into the playoffs or us having a play, you know, higher playoff seating or whatever the case may be. So yeah. this this game was was just huge and just great performances all around from the Magic. Twenty four points, uh, sixteen rebounds from Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, 19 points, six rebounds from Jonathan Isaac. Three huge threes in, in that third quarter to help get us back into that game. 17 points, four rebounds, seven assists from DJ Augustine. 14 points, 10 rebounds from Aaron Gordon. So really, it seemed like we had this game you know, in hand in the last few minutes. And then Deion Waiters just starts, I don't know, just doing what Deion Waiters does, just yeah. taking dumb shots, and sometimes they just go in. Yep. He finished with 26 points, but really the guy that I was terrified the, the that fourth quarter was Dwayne Wade. 22.7 rebounds, seven assists. Like, how many times have we seen Dwayne Wade just bring will yeah. his team back and take over, take the over game. a game and, yeah. and end it? It's it's kind of like, why are you retiring? Like, he just he still seems like he's he's you know like he still like, has it. Right? Last season, like watching, I was just like kind of like, man, he might be kind of washed. I mean, hate to say that, but this season, I mean, he just looks great. I don't know if he did something different in the off season or maybe he's just kind of jazzed up that it's his you know final, his final season, yeah. but playing really well coming off of the bench. I was going to make one more point about D Wade and now I completely forgot. <laughs> oh, I mean just getting, you know, questionable calls, you know, the, the, the way the whole fourth quarter that it's three, always, it always goes the, that way. Yeah. That three in the, in the corner that he hit the and one on, on Evan, Evan where Evan yeah. didn't touch it, him. Yeah. It didn't look like to me. And then, um, it just seems like he's so good at getting around pick and rolls they would set a pick and then he's just wide open for like a mid-range jumper. Like I don't know if this scheme was just to let him take those shots, but how many times do we have to see Dwayne Wade make mid-range shots and come back and, and win a game? But yeah. thankfully the Magic were able to close out this game. Just great atmosphere in that that Buffalo Wild Wings with you know complete strangers, which was just really really cool. Magic took over the the eighth spot, and uh, from this point, uh, you know we're going into the playoffs and that Thursday night game against Detroit just really turned yeah, to real, be that much bigger. Real quick, I want to I want to mention, you know, I was looking at Fox Sports Magic's uh Twitter and they shared that the the win over Miami was the highest rated Magic game on Fox Sports Florida since March of 2016. I did hear that. I want to know what game that was though. Yeah, I'm not too sure what game that one was. Maybe but that was I don't know supposed to be Kobe's last. Just the fact game that it's one of the highest rated games showed like the importance. Of oh that yeah, game. I mean, you could uh, just the the vibe from like 
they we never get talked about on ESPN yeah. and it like says here NBA on TNT and all that stuff. Yeah, the game outperformed the full season average by a massive plus two hundred forty nine percent increase in viewership. That's insane. So not like obviously like the diehard Magic fans. We all, I mean, you guys, we've all been on you know Twitter and Reddit and all this stuff for the last seven years. But now that the fact that like like the kind of casual fans are coming back into it or people who call themselves magic fans, but the last seven years we've been so terrible. They just don't want to carve out the time. Yeah. They don't want to watch it. But like some of those people are coming Mm -hmm. back. Like I'm getting, you know, friends of mine that I know might own like a Dwight Howard Jersey or they might own like a magic hat or hit me up like, Oh man, the magic are doing pretty good. Like let's go to a game or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. I've been getting people from work and stuff just like, dude, the magic, the metric doing pretty good. Yeah. I'd I'd go to a game. Yeah. It's like exactly now that we're now we're, now good, that we're huh? good. We've been talking about this for seven years. It's like everybody jumped off the bandwagon. Kinda it seemed like everybody jumped on like the Heat's bandwagon or um like the Warriors and stuff like that. So yeah. you go to these games and it's like when we play these other teams, even the the first game of the year against the Heat, you had like the let's go heat chance. And then it was like we're trying our best to like drown out those chants with like yeah. let's go magic. But and now these crowds lately it just seems like everybody's kind of coming back onto the bandwagon. It's like good to see you. I haven't seen you in seven years. <laughs> Welcome back. Yep. Let's let's get this thing going. So uh but yeah, I mean this going into this Detroit game. It just it felt like a, a really big game. Uh, Detroit was coming off of a you know a, a road trip. This was their first game back at home. Sometimes you hear about teams that have been on the road for a little bit. They come home and the energy isn't quite right. It's just yeah. you know their first game back at home. So uh, I felt like we had a pretty good chance to win this game, but um, it was pretty evident earlier that that like that was just not going to be the case. So the entire night, I, I think one of the biggest stories in this game was just this really was one of Vooch's worst games that he's played just the entire year ended up with 12 points 12 rebounds uh, but shot just five of 15 from the floor zero of two for three he was a, a minus 13 in this yeah, he, game he only shot two free throws and and Andre Drummond I think going back to you know I don't want I say that he was snubbed from the all-star game at the time, he wasn't just wasn't playing well enough to make the team, but he he definitely took Vucevic making the All Star team over, over him yeah. personally, and that was just obvious obvious tonight. It was just bullying him on offense and defense. He finished with eighteen points, eighteen rebounds, and he he was just killing us, just killing us. Nine for night. ten field goals. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Uh, Dwayne Casey said they didn't run a single play for him tonight. That excuse that me, night. that night it was just all hustle and and him playing great basketball so it was just pretty obvious early in this one that the magic's uh like intensity was just not going to match you know what detroit was bringing so we went down 14 you know in the first half we go into halftime down by 14 it was like okay the magic have been it just seemed like okay we're just making a habit of this lately we're gonna go down in the first half or even in the third quarter yeah and then we'll come back and we'll make it a game not, just, not this not, one. Not tonight. Not tonight. Um, Wayne Ellington had 17 points in that third quarter. The entire team just like could not miss from three. I mean, Thon Maker was hitting threes. Langston Galloway, Ish Smith even hit a three. I mean, they were. It was just raining threes. It looked like the uh, the Auburn North Carolina game that that we watched a couple of nights ago. Oh uh, yeah, uh, let's, yeah. Let's let, not we talk won't about talk about that. that. But yeah, just hitting threes left and right. Uh, really, the only. Um, guys that played 
even close to well for the the Magic where Aaron Gordon and DJ Augustin Aaron ended up with 20 points. DJ ended up with 18. But once again, I mean, when you're letting Detroit shoot, you know, 53% for the game, 48% from three, they hit 17 to 35. And then just the Magic shot 39% from the floor and eight of 31 for three-pointers. When you're shooting the ball like that, one, it's going to be hard for you to win. But it just seemed like the Pistons were wide open just the entire night. Yeah, it was it was a bad game overall. And this was where, you know, people really started to get like, oh, my gosh. And and that's, like, another frustrating thing about some of our, our fans. And understandably so. We've been bad for seven years, and everybody's kind of paranoid. But you wake up, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, everybody's like, oh, man, if, if Brooklyn loses tonight and we beat the Pistons, we'll be tied for sixth place. This is amazing. And then it's like, you know, we're getting our butts kicked, and we're down by 20-plus points. Everybody's like, this team sucks. <laughs> we suck. We should have. We should have tanked. It's just. It's so crazy how fast. You know, like the like the temperament. You know, yeah. can change just because it's like everybody's going to be disappointed. You know, if we make the playoffs, but everybody just you know pump the brakes. Yeah, please just calm down a little bit. Yeah. We still got five games plenty, to go. Yeah, plenty of basketball to go, and and the guys showed <laughs> that you know they were going to turn it around in the next game here. So yeah, um, Magic just got slapped around. Sometimes you just have those nights where the other team is just better than you no matter what you do. Detroit won this game 115-98. The last uh, last game that we're going to talk about here before uh, we talk a little bit more about the playoff push. So the Magic 121 over the Indiana Pacers, 121-116. to 116. So in this game, uh, really it just seemed like it was a, just a back-and-forth fight. Yeah, it really was. Night. Yep. One thing that I didn't know after this game. So since Oladipo has got hurt and it's crazy because the, the Pacers are, are what fifth in the East right now. Yeah. They're fifth. 45 and yep. 32. So since Oladipo got hurt, I think it was like on January 23rd. I don't know why I remember that date, but I'm pretty sure that's when it was. They've gone like five and 12 over their last 17. So for them to still be sitting uh, in the fifth spot and they're what five and a half games over the Pistons right now. I mean, yeah. that just says a lot about how great, this team was, you know, before Oladipo went down. I mean, any chance that they had at making like a deep run into the playoffs pretty much went down with Vic's injury. But yeah, it's sad. Um, but I mean, the team is still seven games over five hundred, so still, still a, still a decent team. But in this one, you can't just you can't say enough about all the you know great performances that we had. Aaron Gordon, twenty three points, ten rebounds, seven assists, nine of fifteen from the floor, four of six from three few huge threes in the fourth quarter um, to help you know get us over the hump there Vucevic 19 points only two rebounds in this game which is just kind of weird I don't really know what was going on there Jonathan Isaac 14 points eight rebounds DJ had 11 and four Evan did add nine points but once again just the the second unit for us that's just been solid you know for most of the year Terrence Ross uh, 16 points he hit four threes Michael Carter Williams 10 points Ken Birch, 10 points, 5 of 7 from the floor. Wes Awundu. Wes Awundu. Why do I always say Awundu? I can't. I'm, <laughs> it's fine. I'm, it's people fine. think that I'm kidding when I say that I need a speech therapist. I really might. Wes Awundu. Uh, he had 9 points, 4 of 5 from the floor. So for them, Darren Collison added 24 points. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 22 points and 7 rebounds. That's one of these guys that I talk about sometimes that just the, like the other best player on the team I just can't stand. How does this guy just always get open? Is always hitting threes. Always. He's yes, such a good player, though. You know, I had him in my fantasy team. Really? Guy was, you know, and you're, he did you're, me good. You're pretty close to, to closing it out tonight, I, yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, I hope so. 
So, uh, yeah, this is the first year that we've done our, our own fantasy uh, basketball league, and, and Will's had the best team pretty much the entire year. And um, Anyways, but, yeah, just watching this game, I just couldn't <laughs> stand Bogdanovich. Just anybody that just gives us buckets I, I just, just kind of <laughs> drives me crazy. But um, for two teams that are so good defensively, it just seems like like when we play, like, the Grizzlies or, or we play the Pacers, it just seems like – it's it's basically a battle of who's going to score more. It's not really a defensive battle, just kind of weird. But the Magic were kind of lucky that um, shots were falling in this game, out-rebounded 55-41. to 41. But the offense was just clicking on all cylinders last night. Uh, season high, 37 assists for the Magic um, on their 47 field goals that they had. So that's, what, 80%, 90% of our, our yeah. baskets were all assisted on last night. Uh, Magic won the turnover battle, 7 uh, to the Pacers, 15. Coming into this game, it was basically felt like the Magic don't win this game. You know, the it's just getting you know slimmer and slimmer our chances yeah, on we, making the yeah. playoffs. If we lose this game, and then you you know knowing Miami's playing New York, that should be a win for them. Well, so. you know, I felt pretty good about the fact that the Nets were playing the Celtics, but then D'Angelo Russell once again just yeah puts the team on his goes back off. and and you know and, and they beat the the Celtics pretty decidedly. So we're not going to get any help from any of these other teams. They're not you know, going to lose. We, we've got five games left and we just need to do our best to rack up as many wins as, as we can over the, yeah. the last five and, and try to get into the playoffs here. And the good thing is that like we have the easier schedule coming up compared to the other you know, two we teams. Keep, we keep saying that, but like the Nets keep winning, the Heat keep winning. Yeah, that's the issue. But you the know? schedule itself is suppo- on paper is supposed to be easier. I, I think, I mean... Obviously, this is wishful thinking, but I think that at the end of the day, the schedule really is going to balance itself out and these teams will drop a couple games and we will, you know, take care of the teams that we need to take care of, win the games that we need to win. And yeah, I think we're going to end up I think we're probably going to end up in the A spot. I don't know if we'll make it to seven just because I don't know the Nets just both of these teams just keep winning. I feel like one of them has to to lose and. You know, I mean, right now we're a half game back of of the Heat, and we're one game back of the Nets, and those teams actually play each other on you know the last day of their you know season. So somebody's going to drop a game that night. So as long as we can keep it close, and um, you know, beat the teams that that we should beat, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be in the playoffs. So I know we keep talking about the the Heat and the Nets when obviously this is a Magic podcast hashtag playoff push, but. That's kind of part of our playoff push is how these other teams are, are performing doing, yeah. or, or not performing. So really quick, we're just going to take a look at, at our schedule coming up. So uh, tomorrow night at 7.30, we'll be at Toronto. And Toronto right now, they're four and a half games up on the Sixers. So the the Raptors are, are still in that second spot there. The Bucks are three and a half games above the Raptors. So maybe the Raptors start. And that's another thing that we have to worry about is teams, you know, that, I mean, yeah, these other teams have tough schedules but these upper tier teams are, are oh, yeah. starting to rest some of their guys exactly but. i know Kawhi's already rested two games this past week really yeah, so, he, so he might he might be ready to go monday night who knows and that that's another thing um we've had we've had everything go our way the last six weeks it seems just with like other teams you know their their guys they're, are yeah they're they're star players you exactly. know either getting rested or or injuries so basically and the reason that i say that is at the end of the year we're not going to have any excuses you know if we, if we don't make the playoffs so yeah uh, and then we have uh the knicks on wednesday atlanta on friday boston next sunday and then that wednesday uh, we have charlotte the last game of the season 
the good news about that Charlotte game is that we're going to have, you know, Monday and Tuesday, you know, off before that game. And that's the only nationally televised game that we, we've had. And at least the regular season goes will be, you know, nationally televised. If we make it into the playoffs, obviously, you know, everybody's going to be watching those games. But yeah, that's just you can't really ask for more stakes than that. Playoffs are on the line. It's a nationally televised game. I'm excited. I'm I'm I can't I can't wait for any of these games. I mean, it's just the fact that we wake up every day and we're stressed out about the playoffs. I mean, I haven't been this stressed out about Magic basketball since we lost that series to the to the Celtics in 2010. Like, yeah, I haven't woke up you know worried about the outcome of a certain night's game in you know seven years. So just the fact that we get to talk like this and we just get to be stressed out all the time. Even the even the players. They talk to them after the games, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go into the locker room and and watch the the scoreboard of the of the Nets and the the Heat game and, and stuff like that." Yeah. So, and Jonathan Isaac was talking about that. It's stressful, like you're yeah, just it is stressful, on edge at all times. It's a good stress. Like right yeah. now, it's a good stress to yeah, have. Aaron said everybody comes into the gym and everybody's like on edge. He said it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, the energy's so. different. Oh yeah, you know. So, so much rather be here. And and I mean, not to talk you know more about Vooch, but there are still people out there that you know, would rather have traded Vooch and, you know, tank the rest of the year than make the, like, the eighth seed. It's like, they they don't want to be stuck in mediocrity. Well, I don't want to be stuck being trash like we have the last seven yeah. years either. So, yeah. thankfully, I believe that kind of thinking is, is kind of dying down in most of our fan base, and everybody's like, just, let's, please, God, let please just get us into the playoffs. Yeah, and, so. you know, it's not all about tanking. Yeah. You know, you can't just tank and then all of a sudden get, you know, the number one seed. So... Yeah, we we've had top five or six picks what the last six or seven years. How's that going for us? Not yeah. too great. But anyways, let's talk just a little bit about the the heats and the the heats. I can't <laughs> talk, man. The Heat and the Nets schedule, schedule. to to finish out the year here. So uh, the Heat are at Boston and then they're versus Boston. So they have like a you know away and and home series against Boston. Then they're at Minnesota at Toronto, and then they finish off the year with a back-to-back against Philadelphia and then at Brooklyn. You can't look at any of those games and tell me the Heat are definitely going to win any of those games. No, I, you're right. I yeah. don't even want to go through and speculate what games they're going to win and what games they're going to lose because the last couple weeks have showed me that I have no idea. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And the way Boston's games. playing right now, you know, I don't know. With Boston playing that – they're trying to stay. They're trying to. They're trying to keep the the fourth seed there. So if they can pick up two wins, you know, against the Heat, a team that they should win right now, I think the Celtics own own the tiebreaker over the Pacers. But you know, they have the same exact record. They're both at forty five and thirty two right now. So yeah, that's one of them. With Boston though, they're off and on. Like you never know. Yeah, it's true. Who knows though? You know, we've seen teams with chemistry issues in the past. And then at the end of the year, they just kind of turn it on and, and figure it out. But we've been waiting for the Celtics to figure it out the entire year. They haven't so far, but they're definitely going to be fighting to, to hold on to that fourth seed and just cement that, that spot that they have in the playoffs there. Yeah. And then when you look at the last two games of the year, Philadelphia, I mean, right now they're four and a half games up on the Celtics. So they might get to this game with the Heat and just kind of rest Joel and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and a lot of those guys. But then that last game of the season – I know we're going to be rooting for one of those two teams. I just hope that whatever team is, you know, at the eighth spot, I hope they lose that game. And I hope that we just stay within, you know, one game of, uh, of that team there, especially if it's the heat, because if we end up with a, a tied record with them, once again, we hold the tiebreaker. Yeah. So 
But this Nets team, I mean, everybody's saying that, oh man, they're going to lose all the, all these games, you know, to end the year, and they have. They're five and five in their in their last ten, but so they finish out the year. They're home for Milwaukee and Toronto, but then they have a back to back. They're at Milwaukee, at Indiana, and then once again they close the year um, at my uh, excuse me home for Miami. So that's going to be a great game. But all the Magic can do, we can just focus on the teams that are, are in front of us and try to you know. Win the win these games and yeah we're half a game back but we still control you know our own destiny we just got to keep winning games and yeah exactly and we hope just, these other teams lose I guess that isn't really controlling your own destiny but I mean, that's as <laughs> that's, that's true, as close but. as you can get but yeah so next week uh, we'll go over the the Toronto Knicks Hawks that's gonna be it for next week and then um, our last show uh for the regular season we'll just be going over uh the the boston game the charlotte game hopefully we're given like a little orlando magic playoff preview just kind of get us hyped up for that game i'm hoping next week on the pod that we're super excited oh yeah that we're in the playoffs or whatever absolutely hashtag playoff push yeah i'm hoping that we're not like oh man we just lost like three games in a row and we and we've talked um you know we're gonna try to you know be at the amway for that that first home game there obviously work schedules will kind of dictate that but the plan is to be at the amway for the for the first home game if not definitely try to be there for that game four hopefully at that point we're not down 3-0 yeah hopefully we're we're you know up 3-0 that'd be pretty sick (laughs) to get like a a closeout game but we'll see so uh, once again guys this has been the sixth man show thank you guys for uh you know continuing to listen and continuing your support if there's anything that you guys think that you know we can do better to to make the show better or yeah. anything that you guys want to hear, please let us know. We're trying to grow this show, you know, the best that we can. The reception so far, I think, has been you know a lot better, and more people are listening to the show than than we thought would initially be. So we're still trying to grow this show out. But uh, once again, just just thank you guys. You yeah, know, we appreciate it, guys. We we love all the Magic fans, whether you you know have the same opinion as us or not, or if it's a good one or if it's a bad one. We just still love you for for rocking with the team. So yeah, go Magic! Once again, this has been the Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Six Man Show, and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!